Hey citizens of Osa, welcome to Sam Talks, the show that presents to you discussions on different mysterious and criminal occurrences in the city of Osa. I'm Sam and I'll be talking about a mysterious murder case today. So in today's episode, I'll be talking about the mysterious murder of Mr. Ladijon, a school teacher. This murder happened weeks ago and this episode is going to inform you about how the police is investigating this crime. So the case will be talked about by me, Sam, just like I said earlier though. So in the last episode, I talked about the investigation of the police and the OIE, which is the OSA intelligence agency on the murder case and what was discovered by the police. They found out that Jerry killed Mr. Lade and he tried to frame a police officer named Sean Adelie, but the police officer... The police later discovered that Jerry was responsible for the murder of Mr. Ladijon. Sadly, Jerry was killed when the police found him and tried to catch him. And Sean Adele was also killed by poisoning in the police custody. The police also discovered that the death of Mr. Ladi and the death of his late wife that died years ago is actually related. They were both killed by the members of the same gang. And this fact made the police investigate the reason why the couple was killed. And the result of the police investigation is surprising. And the result of this investigation will be talked about in this episode by me. I, Sam, will be doing the talking. This is Sam Talks. So, if you not heard the last episode and the other episodes, I would like you to check it out so that you get an idea of the whole story of Mr. Alade's murder. So, I'm going to tell you the results of the police, investigate, the police investigation and the reason why the couple was killed and the real person responsible for the murder of Mr. Alade and his wife. So, we're moving on into the episode fully now. After an agent of the OYA, like I said earlier, is the OSA intelligence agency, discovered the connection, which is a tattoo between the killer of Mr. Lade and the killer of his wife. The police and the OYA went ahead to investigate the past of the couple so as to get an idea of what made a gang kill a peaceful couple like we all thought. So the police first investigated the past of Ms. Shire John, and they discovered that her parents are dead, both of them. Her father was a business owner, and he was pretty rich when he was alive, and her mother didn't have any job. She stayed at home every time. He stayed at home mom. Cheryl grew up being sheltered as a child, and she saw her father beat up her mother when he was back home, when he came back home from work, drunk. Her father was violent and he took a lot of alcohol. It was later discovered that her father was an alcohol addict. And he never acted like he loved his family because when the police investigated the marriage of Shia's parents, they discovered that her father married her mother because he impregnated her in college and he wanted to take responsibility for the child by marrying her. So Shia's father didn't marry his wife because of love but for other reasons 
So Shai grew up going to a private secondary school and later to a private university and then she quickly took a job after she graduated a university, the private university she went to and she took a job as a doctor at a private hospital. Her parents died after she took after she got her job and she was the only remnant of her nuclear family. She dedicated her time to ending drug and alcohol addiction and this later made her meet her husband. That's the history of the late Michelle John and as you've heard that past is pretty clean and now we are moving on to the past of her husband, Mr. Alade John. Mr. Alade John grew up in Adola City, a neighboring city of Osa. When he was in college, he joined the gang in school and he was introduced to the gang by his friend then named Samson Oima. Samson was a senior to Alade in school with just one year and he had been in the gang earlier before bringing Alade into the gang. The boat met when Alade was bullied by some guys and Samson saved him from the boys and their relationship started to grow from there. They became best friends and a month later, Aladi joined the gang in his first year. Joining the gang, he went against his bullies in school and with his gang help, he became the bully, not the bullied. He loved the feeling of power that the gang provided. But later on, he hated the way he was treated like a lucky in the gang. He just joined the gang so he had to start from the bottom. He was okay with starting from the bottom, but he hated the way the other gang members treated him. They treated him like trash. He joined the gang because of fear and the desire to be accepted. But the gang that he thought would accept him treated him like an outcast. The most annoying part for him was that the friend that brought him into the gang also treated, treated him differently after he had joined the gang. Alade resented himself and his friend and he tried to break ties with the gang and his friend. But... Unfortunately for him, he couldn't get out of the gang. Later on, he heard from another gang member that Ed Sampson said that he befriended Alade to introduce him to the gang. And Alade was heartbroken because he thought their friendship was real. But now he realized that it was all fake. Alade was vexed and he confronted Sampson and asked him if what he heard is true and to his dismay. Something admitted to it. Unknown to Alade, at that time, the gang is a part of a drug syndicate and the gang was charged with doing the dirty job the syndicate required for its smooth operation. So, later on, a faction in the gang approached Alade and he told him that they had a mission for him. The mission was to kidnap Samson's girlfriend, Nengi, and bring her to them. Alade was shocked that they actually asked him to do something like that. He thought the opposing factions in the gang only didn't like to agree over things, but it seems like the, these factions don't mind hurting families and loved ones. Alade was shocked and scared. He felt fear for his parents. 
he was the only son of his parents, a family of three. He refused the mission. Nengi was the only friend he had ever made. And he met our true Samson when they were still friends. He didn't think he could alter because of what he felt. Aladdin called Nengi that same day to talk to her and he expected something and received another thing. He was surprised when Nengi shouted at him over the phone. And she told him never to call her again before hanging up. Aladdin wasn't even given a chance to speak before the call ended. He just lost his only friend. Aladdin was so saddened that he went ahead to visit Nengi in her apartment. Getting to her doorstep, minutes later, she opened the door and she told him to leave her alone and leave her apartment. But Aladdin tried to talk it out with her. She refused. Nengi tried to close the door to her house, but Aladdin didn't allow her to do that. After a few minutes, Aladdin was angry that Nengi didn't allow him to talk, and Nengi became frustrated that Aladdin didn't leave her apartment. To Aladdin's surprise, he punched, he suddenly punched Nengi in the face, surprising Nengi too. Guys, I want you to know this. This is Aladdin's first crime, assault. So continuing the story, Aladdin forcefully entered the house and he locked the door after he entered, closing it behind him. Aladdin picked Nengi from the ground because Nengi's nose was already bleeding and he kicked her stomach again. Aladdin continued to eat her and the strange thing was that he cried as he continued to eat her. He didn't know why he did it but he later realized that he was taking out his anger and fear on her. He was scared of seeing Nengi being with another friend and angry because Nengi, his only friend, didn't want him again. His insecurity controlled him, turned into a beast. Nengi asked him why he was eating her and she tried to talk it out with him but Aladdin didn't stop beating her as he cried. Aladdin suddenly stopped and he reached for his phone and he called those that approached him, the faction that approached him to bring Nengi, to kidnap Nengi. He told them to their surprise that he was bringing Nengi. They were stunned because this man just said hours earlier that he wouldn't do the mission. And now he's calling them later that same day that he would bring Nengi during that mission. Aladdin ended the call and he went out to Nengi and he was surprised when he saw how bad Nengi looked. She looked battered. He had beaten her to a very bad point. He ran over to her, scooped her up in his hands and he asked her if she was okay. And Nengi also asked him if he was okay. And Nengi didn't know if he was okay because a sudden change of behavior surprised the both of them, including Aladdin. Aladdin told her that he didn't know if he was okay and he tried to explain to her that he was jealous, angry and scared, but Nengi didn't let him because she had a plan ready for him. As Aladdin tried to explain, Nengi suddenly stabbed his shoulder with a knife. Where she got the knife was unknown and she tried to run away from the house as she ran towards the door. Aladdin was surprised and he winced in pain but he quickly recovered and he caught her before she reached the door. And he removed the knife in his body and he stabbed her with that same knife in the neck. Nengi died with surprise on her face. She was killed with her own knife. But before Nengi died, she told Aladdin something. She told him that she didn't want to talk to him again because she wanted to protect him. 
strange, right? She told him that she already fell in love with him, and her boyfriend knew about that. And Samson told her something that if he got to see both of them together, he would kill Aladi. And Nengi protected him by avoiding him. Nengi also gave Aladi a bank card that will access $5 million in the bank account. And she told him to get the money and run away from the city because Samson would find him and kill him. Aladi was sent into greed, guilt, pain, and shame, anger. Aladi just killed Nengi that died loving and caring for him. Aladi cried and he fearfully called those that asked him to bring Nengi. He told them that Nengi is already dead and he surprisingly told him that he did well. Aladi was bewildered and asked them why they told him that. They said that if he brought Nengi to them, they would have killed Nengi and killed him after to shut his mouth. Aladi was surprised and he quickly ended the call. He left Nengi's body in her apartment but before he left, he saw the cold, contoured face of Nengi. And he cried before heading out to get the $5 million and he moved out of the city into another city, which is Osa. Based on the story you just heard now, you know that Aladi committed murder before moving into Osa city. And this is contrary to what we thought of Aladi. What a dark past. Now let me continue the story. You thought that was the end of the story? Oh no, you're wrong. So after Aladi arrived at Osa, he quickly bought a house and he put the money he had taken in the house. Well, I know you're all kind of confused now. The same house that he bought is the same house he was killed weeks ago. And they're wondering that the police and the OIA have searched that same house and no money was found. Well, during the course of the week, the money was found and evidence was also found in that same house. Well, I'm not telling you about that now. I'm going to be telling you about that later. Stay tuned. So, after buying the house and stacking the money there, he was ridden with guilt. He couldn't spend the money and he turned to drugs to ease his pain and guilt. Months later, he developed compulsive addiction to drugs. And when he was tired of the addiction, which, is, which was months later, he seeked help and he went to a hospital that solved drug addiction problems and he met his wife, Shayo, at the hospital. She didn't know she would later get married to him. She just treated him as a patient and a victim. But they later got married years later. Citizens of this city, Osa, just heard the background story of the victim of the crime we've been discussing. Mr. Ladi, John, and his wife. After the police discovered the past of the couple, they changed the way they viewed Mr. Ladi, John, and they started investigating where he might have stacked the money or the properties he could have bought with the money. The police didn't find any properties related to Aladi and they searched the bank accounts related to him and they didn't find anything. They also searched for properties that might be linked to him or any member of his family but they found nothing. The police officers in charge were bewildered that such amounts of money had disappeared just like that. The OIA joined the investigation and yet nothing was found until later this week. When the studio in Mr. Ladi's house was thoroughly checked. Well, I don't think I told you that Mr. Ladi had a music studio in his house that he rarely used. Yeah, I told you, I think it was the first episode that Mr. Ladi claimed that he loved singing, but he sucked at singing. And he had a studio in his house. So, the police checked the studio and they discovered that the studio had a compartment on the net. 
that he the futons. The police checked the compartment on the ground and they found a stack of dollar bills. And when it was later counted, it was $5 million. A large painting was also found in the underground compartment. And when the painting was checked, it was a face crunched up in pain and a bit of surprise with eyes closed and the mouth open. It was confirmed to be the painting of Nengi's face after her death. So, a diary was also found in the compartment, and in the diary, Aladdin's version of what happened when he killed Nengi was written, and some other occurrences that happened in his life. He stopped writing in the diary the same day he married his wife, and the last sentence he wrote is this. I'm going to read it out just like he wrote it. I got married to the woman I love. I'm happy that I'm starting anew, although I don't feel anew. May God help save my soul. The sentence sounds corny, but that's what he wrote. The police now know that he killed someone in the past, which was his friend, Nengi. And something I forgot to mention is that Nengi was pregnant with Samson's son when Aladdin killed her. So after all this, the police turned to investigating Samson and what he did after his pregnant girlfriend was killed by someone he knew. Well, investigation turned, discovered that he turned to drastic measures to get revenge, and something is actually related to the murder of Mr. Lade and his wife. So we talked about the backstory of Mr. Lade and his wife, and how it was found is contrary to what we thought of the couple. The crime is still being investigated, and I have to say to you that while I recorded this episode, I'm feeling happy that this case is about to be solved, and the one responsible for the crime is about to be found. I really want to thank the police and the Hawaii for carrying out investigation on this case. Thank you so much, we citizens of Osa. We thank you so much. So guys, this is the end of today's episode. Watch out for the next episode. And I'd like to thank you guys for your time. So thanks once again for listening to Sam Talks. This case will be continued on the next episode. Please share this podcast with your friends, family and loved ones. And I'm sure they will like it just like you do. Make sure to drop a review and rate this podcast wherever you get your podcast. So the one responsible for the death of Mr. Lady was discovered. And I'll tell you about that in the next episode. But let me give you a quick tease. The one discovered, the one, the investigation of the police later discovered that Samson Oyema was responsible for the death of the couple. He moved from the city after he pretended, he planned his death with a couple of gang members and he moved into Osa City, formed a gang and this gang were responsible for the um, underground dealings in Osa City and he later crafted a plan to carry out his revenge on his past friend which is Mr. John Alade and he killed Mr. John Alade's wife years ago and is also responsible for the death of Mr. John Alade and when we caught someone work that, work that works for him, it was later discovered by the police that he would also plan to kill 
the daughter of Mr. John Aladi and Miss Shayo Aladi. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, to this podcast once again and this episode. Thank you so much. See you next week. Amy next week. Hopefully, don't die strangely. Bye.